Welcome back to Haley in Motion. Uh, if you're not listening, apparently you're missing out. The reviews, uh, just the feedback that I've gotten lately, guys, I didn't even know anybody listened to this podcast slash audible blog, but thank you for listening, all five of you. And <laughs> I just wanted to say that. So today I am actually sharing one of the most incredible uh, parts of my life. It, it's cool because as I share all of these things, um, it's something I'd want my husband to know. It, it, it's something that I would want my children to know one day. And I feel blessed and honored that I get to share some really cool things that I've never shared before, to be honest. And unless you're my family or super tight friend, or we've gotten into a conversation like that, there's a lot of things that I'm sharing on this Audible blog that a lot of people don't know. This week, I am sharing how I came to know Christ and how I became a Christian and my journey and all of that and why today my faith is stronger than ever, you know, in a time where our world feels like it's falling apart and it feels like people are falling away from the church. I'm proud to just say that my faith is stronger than it's ever been. And I can tell you that I would not be the woman that I am today without Jesus. So the way we're gonna break it down, I'm gonna start by sharing how I came to know the Lord, how early it was in my life. And then I'm gonna share a little bit about spiritual gifts. And then I'm also going to share about how my faith has carried me through some of the darkest times in my life. So that's how it's gonna be broken down. Hope you enjoy it. And I hope that it speaks to you in whatever capacity, I'm grateful. So when I was about five years old, we were living in Orlando, Florida. And at the time, my older brother, Joey, I know a lot of you guys don't know that I have an older brother, Joey, but yes, I don't just have two sisters, Heather and Holly. I have, we have an older brother named Joey. He was the quarterback for his high school football team. And the long story short is that he broke his shoulder and he got mono all at the same time. And there was a coach on the football team that told or was coaching the football team, told my dad that his church was having a healing service on Sunday night. Now, background, my dad grew up Baptist. They went to First Baptist Church of Orlando. It's like a huge church, whatever, like his whole life. And then my mom was like Presbyterian, but they never went to church. My parents were not churchgoers at this point, and they didn't really have like faith, right? And so my dad didn't know what he was getting into, but the coach was basically like, yo, my pastor does this healing service on Sunday nights. You should bring your son and let God heal him. And so of course my dad is like thinking it's this weird and, but he's desperate because he needs his son to play freaking football. And you know, my brother was obviously desperate as well. And so Sunday night rolls around and he is at a healing service with Benny Hinn. And if you don't know who Benny Hinn is, well, you can Google him or whatever. But at that point, Benny Hinn was just a local pastor in Orlando. And we went as a family. And that night, my brother went up for prayer. And he was a high school football player that didn't go to church or anything, but 
desperate for healing just to see if this God thing worked out. Uh, long story short, after that night, my brother's shoulder was completely healed and he also got completely healed of mono. And my parents put me in kindergarten in that private school. They decided to start going to that church and started their faith journey at Orlando Christian Center in Orlando, Florida. So that is how it all started. Following the decision to start their faith journey, they also enrolled me in the private school at that church. So when I was five years old, my kindergarten was at the academy that was at that church. I started to learn about Jesus and I started to come home and ask my parents if they knew Jesus. And, you know, I, I would make them feel very uncomfortable because I learned that Jesus was everybody's friend and he loved everyone and he wanted everyone to be with him. And so I was this radical five-year-old that started asking the cashier at Albertsons. Y'all remember Albertsons? Yeah, well, I remember specifically hanging on the silver pipes that were in between each aisle and asking the cashier if she knew Jesus. We would be in aisles and I would be in the basket and I would just literally say, excuse me, um, do you know Jesus? And obviously my mom not growing up a Christian and she being a little bit more reserved obviously was completely humiliated, but I was so passionate about people knowing this man named Jesus. I had fallen in love with the peace that was in my heart. And when I was a little girl, I was a firecracker. I couldn't stop thinking about people not being with this peace. Like I couldn't handle the thought that there were people that did not know the peace that I knew. And at five years old, that's pretty radical, but that's just who I was. So when I was in third grade, I remember a story being in a nursing home and I literally asked an old man if he knew Jesus and he was in a wheelchair and he was sleeping and I walked up to him and I said, excuse me, sir, do you know Jesus? And he looked up at me and he was like, no, I don't know Jesus. And he's like, and I don't want to go to heaven. I want to go to hell where all my friends are, you know? And I just, I, I anyways, I started bawling my eyes out, you know, put my head on his wheelchair. I couldn't leave. I was so devastated because this man did not want to know the Jesus that I knew. And so even in third grade, I was passionate. They, they tell the stories about how in Olive Garden, one time after a Sunday service, we were all there, a bunch of us from the church were there eating lunch. And I stood up on a table and I prayed for the entire restaurant for their food. It was like nobody could tame the flame that I had in my heart. Like people tried to tell me to calm down and, you know, relax and all this stuff, but I just couldn't and it lasted. And, and so in a nutshell, that was me as a little girl. And as we move forward, I got into fifth grade and I wanted to write my fifth grade speech about how awesome God was and God in America. And then when I got to sixth grade and I was passionate about sports, I <laughs> basically became president of my uh, chapter 
of FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And so that was pretty much the reason why I went out for the soccer team and tried to play basketball and stuff is because it didn't make sense that I just loved football or sports and love Jesus. Like I needed to play a sport to be a part of FCA. And so, you know, I attempted sports and stuff, but I just wanted people to know Jesus. And so all through high school, that was my story. I just wanted people to know. And, and so I was the girl that got into a really cool youth group and I would bring the most kids on Wednesday nights to youth group. I would literally make my parents go to the hood where my black friends were and pick them up. I would make my white friends who could afford cars to freaking have their parents take them or they could drive themselves. I I wanted to share hope with everybody. I would go to a road called Goldenrod where all my Puerto Rican friends were and I make sure that, you know, they lived actually across the street from the church. So I would make sure they were walking across the street. Like everybody knew about my faith because I could not keep it to myself. Uh, you know, people come to me and just ask me why I was a Christian and there, there's so much to talk about. I, I, I hope you guys are having fun listening to this and, and just even finding hope in your faith right now that people are watching you. That's what I want you to know is people are watching you because long story short, there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram when I was in high school. But do you know that Facebook was created like right after high school or whenever it was? And I have had multiple, multiple, multiple people in my life come find me on Facebook and say, hey, how you shined your light impacted me when we were in high school. I used to say, I mean, I had a girl tell me one time that she never, she hated Christians. She hated Christians. She couldn't stand them but that if she ever became a Christian, she would wanna be like Haley Hunt. And do you know that she ended up becoming a Christian in college and she ended up contacting me and telling me what an impact I made. I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, I, ha I had, you know, a passion for people, but then, you know, when we get older and we go through things and we, we struggle and everything like that, like it becomes more about us and not about the, peace that we want people to experience, right? Like we want people to experience Jesus. You know, if you're, if you're not a Christian and you're listening, then hopefully something speaks to you. But if you're a believer and you struggle with just the passion part of people, like you've got it wrong. Like when you meet Jesus, it's literally like having the best meal at the most incredible restaurant that you've ever eaten at. Like you cannot help but tell your friends about this restaurant, the ambiance, the experience, the servers, the waiters, the food, how it tasted, like everything. You can't keep your mouth shut. And that's what it was like for me in my faith journey, the joy, the peace. Like all during high school, when I was in ninth grade, my mom got diagnosed with cancer and colon cancer. And then she had lung cancer. And then she had brain tumors. And my dad, you know, was diagnosed with manic bipolar and, you know, there were so many things. They were so occupied with taking care of my mom that it was almost like we kind of just like fended for ourselves, you know, like my parents provided for us and everything else. But I had to figure out another way to rely on somebody else besides my parents because for, for, a piece because my parents weren't perfect. You know, they were dealing with their own things. So my faith 
is what kept me strong and grounded and helped me clear my mind. Was I perfect? Heck no. Like I was not a perfect person and I messed up a lot. In fact, when I was 20, I was that church girl. And this is what makes this next story so devastating. But I was sleeping with a guy that I was dating. I ended up having sex before marriage, which, you know, broke my heart because I, I wanted to keep that and, and I didn't. And so I ended up having sex before marriage and I ended up getting pregnant. And Haley Hunt, out of everybody, now that you guys understand and you're hearing like how radical of a, you know, person of faith I was like the thought that Haley Hunt was going to have a kid like that wasn't going to happen. So I did the next best, best thing and I had an abortion and it was the worst thing that I ever did. And it was a secret that I had in my life for a really long time. And that's a whole different story. But the beautiful thing is that God's grace covered all of it. He was so gracious that he flipped my world upside down 12 years later and he was still with me. And when I get to tell you that story about how he used my horrible, reckless choices for his glory, um, it's pretty powerful. My faith got me through the hurt and the pain that I went through in my marriage. My faith helped me communicate better with my dad. It helped me stand in the gap for my mom when she needed healing. It helped me become a compassionate or stay a compassionate person toward people who weren't like me, didn't come from the same background, didn't look like me. I was able to lay hands on people and pray for them and they get healed. I mean, talk about magic, talk about talent, talk about all these things that people want in their lives. If you've ever experienced a supernatural miracle, you laying your hands on somebody's body and they heal because of the power of God through you, bro, like that's on a whole nother level. That's the kind of power that you experience when you let God take over your life. And have there been seasons in my life when I wanted to do it myself? Yes, it was the worst seasons of my life. But when you let go and you let God radically change your mindset and you stop trying to control everything, every relationship, every uh, opportunity, and you just give him your life, he will blow your mind. You will know things that you aren't supposed to know. You will say things that you don't really have any business saying. And that brings me to our second part of this beautiful audible blog slash podcast on Haley in Motion. Being the amazing athlete that I was, just kidding, I wasn't a great athlete. Uh, music was my passion. I was also president of my FCA, so obviously I did all the FCA 
things, including going to camp. It was the summer right before my junior year, I believe. And it was the last night of camp and each huddle would get together and spend time with each other. And we particularly, my, my huddle was going around sharing what we needed prayer for or how much we were going to miss each other and all the stuff. And I remember this girl telling everyone that her dad, you know, she needed prayer because her dad was going into surgery the next Tuesday because he had a tumor, a cancerous tumor. And I remember for some reason, I don't know, and looking back at it, I was very embarrassed. But I remember just looking at her and saying, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but your dad's tumor is gone. I believe your dad's tumor's gone and he's not gonna have to have surgery on Tuesday. And I remember the huddle leader kind of looking at me being like, what the heck, like shut up. And she was like, Haley, let her talk. And I was like, I, I'm letting her talk, but I'm just letting you know that your dad is healed. Like God's told me to tell you that your dad is healed. And the girl kind of looked at me crazy and I know I probably upset her and everything, but I just said, you know what? We need to believe that he's healed, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, your dad's tumor disappeared. And I remember going to sleep that night, just feeling so embarrassed. That was Thursday night. Friday, I was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama because at the time I was staying with my sister during the summer when she went to the University of Alabama. And I remember I had my AOL account. My AOL address was H7Nike because it was Haley and then seven was my favorite number. And I was obsessed with Nike because I thought I was a soccer player. And uh, I checked my inbox and I got this email and it was to everybody. And it said, hey guys, this is whatever her name was. I just want you to know that my dad's surgery got canceled next Tuesday because they can't find the tumor anywhere. And I remember sitting there as a up and coming junior, experiencing the power of God, experiencing supernatural. And that did it for me. You know, so many atheists and so many people coming to me and telling me that my joy, my peace, the way that I prayed, the spirit that I had impacted their lives. Like nobody can just muster that up with some yoga. Like you understand that all this spiritual stuff and everything and not to even get into a religious conversation, but you don't just muster up some positive vibes and change people's lives. Like you don't heal people with, you know, practicing yoga. You, it, it's a power source from somewhere. And I don't know where your power source is when you pray for people, if you even pray for people, but people who don't have a power source that say that they're praying for someone like, who, who are you praying to? Like, what is the power behind the prayer? Like, is it just words? Like, I think that is where I'm at in my faith when I talk about Jesus and the power of God and how he healed my mom over and over and over again. And he, you know, helped me walk through the heartache in my marriage and the adultery. And when I felt all alone, like, and I'm going to say it over and over and over again, but the peace that Jesus brings, you've never even experienced anything like it. Like when you experience the peace that Jesus has for you, talk to somebody that has experienced it. Like it's realer than anything else on this planet. Like there's a lot of people like 
claiming a lot of good things and that's awesome. But ain't nothing realer than Jesus. Like I'm just letting you know. And more than ever in our world and our society, it is so easy to fall away from the church because you've been hurt by a Christian. You know, my ex-husband is a freaking pastor's kid who could cry and worship at a dime. And I could have, you know, fallen away and been like, oh, Christians suck. I can't believe it. Or I could just be a grown woman and use wisdom and say, hey, everybody's a sinner. Everybody's a struggle. Like the enemy hates marriage. That's why my marriage failed. That's why my husband struggled. He was locked up. He he had an addiction. He had stuff to deal with. There are demons that really live and torment us. Like this has nothing to do with being a believer, but everybody hates the church now because we have a bunch of Christians that struggle. Like, no, but you know, the greatest part about being a person of faith is walking in authority because you don't have to be a person that fears. You don't have to be a person that walks in, you know, anxiety and depression and all these things. Like you can take authority over that as a believer. So that's my prayer to you today that when you're listening to this and you're understanding and you're hearing about the faith that I walk in, it's an authority. It's that I know who my dad is. I know who my father is, my my heavenly father. I know the power that he gives me when I walk into a room and I'm able to stand in confidence, not in myself because I suck. I'm not great. Why do we tell people that they're great all the time? They're not great. You're not great. You're not an awesome person. Jesus is awesome. And if you have him inside of you, that really makes you awesome. The peace that I have that keeps me grounded at my age when all has failed from the from the world's perspective a lot of people see my marriage failing and my career never taking off the way i thought and me being my age with no husband no kids like all of those things like the perspective change the knowing god has everything in control like that's the difference that's the whole shift in life when you have your faith when you believe in a higher power in the god of the universe that has his hand divinely on your life that's when you experience supernatural that's when you get to experience his divine timing his divine calling on your life that same divine calling is what makes you powerful when you walk into that room like, don't you want to walk into a room and and be felt, but not because of your beauty and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, I have big Texas hair and a beautiful smile and blue eyes and all the stuff that the world, you know, thinks is beautiful, but that's not changing lives. When I walk into the jail, do you think that they care about that? No, that's not changing the lives of the kids in jail, my looks or what I do. They don't give a crap what I do. That's not helping them. They don't care what celebrities I know. That's not anointing. That's not walking in authority. What they are drawn to is the spirit in who my father is. The glow, the spirit that lives on the inside of me, that I carry with me all the time, that carries me every single day, that is alive and well. That is what they're drawn to. That is the unexplainable explanation about why people 
feel something different when they're around people that have Jesus with them. Don't let the world confuse you because not everything is the same. Not We are not all the same when it comes to spirituality. Like there is something different about the spirit of God, the, the God of the universe. That is what is, you know, moving people to the point of tears and repentance and wanting to fix it with their family and make it right with their neighbor. It's the nights that you find yourself in the bed crying or at the casket way too soon or in a situation that you can't get out of. That's when the Spirit of God finds you. All you have to say is yes, it's powerful. I don't know how long this podcast has been and I feel like there's just so much more to unpack, especially with this topic, but I wanna hear from you guys. I wanna know if there's any questions or if you guys have any prayer requests. So I'm a broken person, a broken human that doesn't deserve a platform, but God continues to use me even in my wretched, ratchet, (laughs) sinful ways. And I'm so grateful and I just want to pursue Christ. I just want his will in my life. And I know that if I stay in his will and I seek after him, everything else will fall into line. So anyway, this podcast is not over, but to be continued. Thanks for listening.